So, good evening. I think as we, as you, as we listen to these scriptures, there's a lot of great stuff here to reflect on. And as we think about, as I said at the beginning of Mass, we can be a pain at times, huh? And so, I think the more life we live and the more experience we have of ourselves and others, the more we either A, become very miserably irritated with life and people, or we learn how to love ourselves and others. And in God alone, be at rest my soul, was our psalm response. In God alone, rest in God alone, my soul, rest in God alone. Because without God, we're just left with basically our brokenness, our weakness. If there is no resurrection, then the crucifixion makes no sense. We go to the cross, we look at the cross, and that gives us a sense of identifying with brokenness, weakness. Jesus on the cross gives us permission, permission to be broken, to be weak, to be poor. You'll notice on the, at the two doors, there's a, a, a um, poster board of our Lenten uh, reflections or mission, if you want to call it. It's, it's going to be on Tuesday nights throughout all of Lent. And, and uh, I call it, you know, spiritual detox. And we're going to be reflecting on how to let God detoxify us from these capital sins, pride, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, greed, and sloth. How God wants to detoxify us, to detox us, to remove from who we are, to remove from us who we, I should say, to remove from us who we aren't. And so, again, when you come into confession, remember, you're... Confession is you and I reflecting on behaviors, thoughts, words, and actions that do not reflect who we truly are. So we're saying, God, I did this, I said this, I thought this. That's not who I am. And because of his love, we can acknowledge who we are not, so that then we can know who we are. Because see, if you can't identify who you're not, you really can't know who you are. Because if you can't see what you're doing is wrong, then that means you believe that's who you are. So if, if I'm, say, being impatient, and I don't see my impatience as a sin, well, if impatience is not a sin, then I'm basically claiming impatience as who I am. That's a part of me. Impatience. Or lust. If I don't see lust or pride or anger, envy, greed, spiritual laziness, which is sloth, sloth. If I don't see these things as sins, if I don't let the Holy Spirit in my prayer show me my thoughts, words, and actions that don't reflect who I am, if I can't see them, I'm blind. I'm in the dark. And that means I've embraced a life of real pain and suffering because I'm acting in ways, thinking in ways, speaking in ways that really 
don't identify with who I truly am. And I always, you know, I use the example, you know, if, if you, uh, you know, if I use this candle to, uh, I don't know, pound a, a nail in, it's going to break the candle because it's not designed to pound a nail in. It's a candle. So when we think, speak, or act in ways contrary to who we are, it causes stress on the system. Pounding a nail with this would stress it out and destroy it. Thoughts, words, and actions that don't reflect who I truly am, namely pride, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, greed, and sloth, which is spiritual laziness. Those are ways of thinking, speaking, and acting that don't reflect who I am. And they stress me. They cause pain. They cause suffering. They cause brokenness. And then I just breathe that out to others. I, 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 I spread pride, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, sloth. I spread what I embrace. If I embrace it, I'm gonna, it's going to spill out of me. Okay? So as we get ready for Lent, kind of think of this as a, a pregame Lenten homily, okay? So like Lent's coming. So this coming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. So you need to get out your calendars and you need to kind of lock in some of those Tuesday nights. We're going to record all the nights, but please take the time to enter into the journey. Now's the time to pray and beginning to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me who I'm not so that I can claim who I am. Show me thoughts, words, and actions. Show me ways that I don't embrace who I truly am. Okay? So we listen to this first reading. Listen. This is a powerful scripture. Very short, but powerful. The Lord has forsaken me. So Zion says, the Lord's forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. How many can you locate in your heart a place where you feel forgotten? Because you guys forget your kids, right? Think about it. Could you forget, like, you know, you see little kids and run in here. Could, could you just, like, forget your kids? I mean, I guess we, we can, but... The Lord's saying, sometimes we might want to. <laughs> no. The Lord's saying, even if you do forget your kids, which he's saying, it's kind of hard to do that. But he's saying, even if you did forget your kids, I'll never forget you. So God's holding up for us something that's kind of hard for a mom or a dad to do. Like, even if you forget your kids, think of the love you have for your kids. Even if you forget your children, I will never forget you, says the Lord. So God's calling us what? Focus our minds and hearts on how he beholds me, how he delights in me, how he desires me. I always say God doesn't just love me, he likes me. God doesn't always like my behaviors, but he loves my presence. God loves the presence of Father Michael. God loves the presence of Father Michael. And so what I'd like you to think about this, the real presence of Jesus is in the tabernacle right now, the real presence. And that real presence soon will be on the altar. And why do we come to Mass? To receive the real presence of Jesus. Why do we want to receive the real presence of Jesus? So that we can receive the real presence of ourselves. 
Pride, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, greed. You know what all those things are? Those are all ways that we don't love ourselves. And it comes out and hurts others. Sin, right? So to receive the real presence of God so that we could receive the real presence of Michael. If I'm, and hear this the right way, if I'm in love with myself in a healthy way, guess what I'm gonna do to you? I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna, it's gonna spill out of me. I'm not talking about selfish love or self-absorption or narcissism. I'm speaking of a healthy sense of my value and worth and identity, who I am. Who I am. Have you forgotten who you are? Have you forgotten your real presence? Have you forgotten the gift of your presence? Because see, when I receive his presence, I can receive my presence. And if I can receive my presence, I'm going to receive your presence. And I'm going to treat you like a present, a gift. I'm going to love you like that. So in God alone is my soul going to find rest. It, rest in God alone, my soul. What is, what is that saying? It's saying to us, only God can love me and teach me how to love my own presence, myself, so that then I can love you in your presence. Here's what we often do, right? We focus upon our history, our past. And when you're married for a while, or I guess a short time, or, you, or you're just friends with someone, or let's say your mom or your dad or your friend you have or someone in your life, whoever it be, just pick someone in your life. When you see that person, often you bring all the baggage along with them to that encounter. And the Lord's trying to say to you and I, when I see you, when, when, when God looks at you and I, he doesn't see your history. He sees you in your presence now. But did you ever, just trying to think about it, reflect on this, how much we encounter people, not just in their real presence of who they really are, but we're distracted by the history of how they hurt us. So we're really not loving the real presence of Joe in front of me right here. I'm not really loving Joe right in front of me, but I'm loving or I'm trying to love or trying to figure out how to love Joe because I'm bringing with Joe all the stuff and baggage that Joe has in his life, in my experiences of Joe. And God's trying to say to us, hey, focus on the real presence of Joe. Joe's right in front of you. Focus on your wife in her real presence, your husband's real presence, your kid's real presence. But see, only if we let ourselves receive the real presence of God and again, we love the real presence of ourselves and the real presence of others. Now listen what Paul says to us in the scriptures. Listen, our second reading, listen. It does not concern me in the least that I be judged by you or any human tribunal. I do not even pass judgment on myself. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, 
I don't give my value to me. You don't give your, you don't give me my value and I don't give you your value. So it doesn't matter the least of what your judgment or estimation is of me. Nor should it matter what my judgment or estimation is of you. But what matters is the real presence of Jesus and how he judges and looks upon me and loves me. How he sees the motives of my heart and how he gives me permission to lay it open before him and to not be afraid because what I believe about myself will flow out of me. Just think about that. If I believe I'm good right now, you'd be like, I, I was this morning, there might be some of you here. I was at uh, St. Robert's, we had a, a Magnificat meeting, it's, it's with women. There were 425 women at this thing and just like three guys, me and a few others. And I was like, I'm blessed among women, right? <laughs> so I was with all of these women and it was beautiful to see how God was teaching us and loving us through the presence of the person that was sharing her witness. She was a Jew who became a convert to the Catholic Church and she was sharing her story. You in your presence, your real presence, our real presence, we, we need to give ourselves to others. But if I believe I'm good right now, See, what happens is, I would say to the ladies, you are good, you are beautiful, you are pure, you are holy. Um, okay, but, and I always like to say, the devil is a big but. The devil is a big but. And what I mean by that is this, he'll always say, God's, Jesus says to me in my prayer, you are so good, Michael. The devil comes in, but, and he fills in the blanks. You're so pure and holy, Michael. The devil comes in, but, and fills in all the blanks. You see how the devil tries to interrupt what God wants to do in our souls? And if you look at the image on the, the, the poster board at the doors on the detoxing, it's a key going into a door, and the door is like emanating light. Do you know where that door's meant to be pointing? Many of us have locked ourselves out of who we truly are, and we don't even know it. And then we wonder why we're so tired. We're tired a lot of times, not because we're doing too much. You know why we're tired? We haven't even spent time with ourselves. We don't know who we are. We've gotten locked out of our own hearts because of fear. The root of every capital sin is fear. God says to me, you are good. If I believe that right now, it's going to flow out of me, and I'm going to be good to you. Michael, you're holy. You're amazing. If I believe that right now, it's going to flow out of me to you, and, and you're going to be blessed. And then you're going to start finding who you are. And then you could go out into the world and tell the world and others who they are. You see how the army works? We let the real presence come into us. We love our real presence. We get to know who we truly are, the mystery. You know, my vocation to the priesthood came, God told me, Michael, look at your hands. And this might sound kind of weird to you, but when I was sitting in uh, uh, the chapel, I looked at my hands, and for the first time in my life, I saw my hands as a gift, a gift. I saw myself as a gift. You know, everyone can tell, you're a gift, you're a gift, you're loved, you're pure, you're holy. 
but I had to hear it from Jesus. Michael, you're a gift. And I received it. And now I can become it for you. And God told me, I wove these hands together in your mother's womb so that you could use your hands to give my body and blood to my bride, the church. Michael, I wove your hands together because I wanted you to give me your hands so that I could give my body, my real presence to my people, real presence. So the Lord says, do not worry. You know why we worry? Because we think we're forgotten. And you know what? Not only do we think we're forgotten, but we ourselves have forgotten who we are. That's what happens when you spend too much time watching television and all the craziness that we hear on TV. It's all people and advertisements trying to tell us who we are. So as we continue the Mass, I'd like you to think about that. Jesus says, do not worry. Even if a father and mother forsake you, I will never forsake you. So listen, you are good. Agree right now, you are good, you are beautiful, you are true, you are pure, you are holy, but my actions don't reflect that. How could I be good and when my actions aren't always good? You know why your actions aren't good? Because you don't believe you're good. You know why your actions aren't pure? Because you don't believe you're pure. You know why our actions are whatever? It's because we don't believe the truth of who we really are. And it's, it's a small step, guys. It may look big, but it's a real simple step of, wow, I am good. I am beautiful. I am pure. I am holy. And as you start agreeing with God, it's going to flow out of you. And people will see it. You become a light in the dark. And you give others the key to, to see who they truly are. And the revolution begins. And this is what our Lord has come to do, is to create a revolution, a transformation of the face of the earth. And we're a part of that plan. Every one of us, you're going to meet people I'll never meet. I'll meet people you won't meet. We all need to be aware of who we are in Christ. So let's pray for each other as we prepare to enter Lent. I'd ask you to pray every day. Pick like maybe five Hail Marys a day for all the people in the parish here that we can all have a deeper encounter with the real presence of Jesus so that we can experience the real presence of ourselves so then we could be for others who they need us to be for them. So I'll pray for you, pray for me as we prepare to dive into this amazingly beautiful, uh, beautiful season of Lent.